Zara, I am so excited to talk about today's sponsor. It's the new film, Challenges. It's from the director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino, and stars and is produced by none other than our girl Zendaya. Yeah, you know I love her. You love her too. I love her so much. Zendaya plays Tashi Duncan, a former tennis prodigy turned coach who is married to a Grand Slam champion, currently on a losing streak. And if that's not bad enough, Tashi's strategy to help her husband break his curse sort of takes a surprising and awkward turn. Hmm, awkward indeed. Because now he must face off against his former best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick. Zara, the tensions are running high. I know. Tashi's someone who makes no apologies for her game on and off the court. It's her game, her rules, but with her past and present colliding, Tashi must face reality and ask herself, what will it cost to win? Challenges is the sexy drama that everyone's talking about and it's definitely not one you want to miss. It's about passion, friendship and what happens when your past comes back to challenge you. You can grab a ticket from Tuesday the 26th. So grab your friends and get excited. I will be grabbing you and we are definitely going to be going to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you so much to Challenges for making this episode of Shameless possible. July 24, 2012, Kristen Stewart, very much in a loving and committed relationship with her co-star, Rob Pattinson, was very much Pat making out with her married movie director. And the fallout, well, it was colossal. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. G'day, Zara McDonald. Hello, Michelle Andrews. We are up to part three and it's the fallout. It is the fallout. So what did we cover in the last episode? We do advise that you guys go back through chronologically, listen to episode one and episode two. But for those who need a refresher, in last ep, we spoke about how after many, many months of denials, Rob Pattinson and Christian Stewart finally came clean to their fans and admitted that, yes, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. In July 2012, they were seen together at the Teen Choice Awards and at that awards show, they looked really in love. Yeah, absolutely. Except two days later, as we know, everything came crashing down. Us Weekly published photos of Kristen in the arms of Rupert Sanders, her married movie director. He was a man almost two decades her senior and I think what's fascinating about these photos is that they were actually taken a week before they were published, which means that this had happened with Rupert Sanders. Kristen and Rob had gone to the Teen Choice Awards and then they were published. Yeah, very interesting timeline. So Us Magazine was the one to really break this. They reported that on July 17, 2012, Kristen had left the home that she shared with Rob and was photographed in a car with Rupert. He was in the passenger seat. She was driving. Apparently, the two of them were cruising around LA with one agenda, and I quote, to find a secluded spot to make out. Yeah, photos showed them holding each other and, as I quote, kissing like crazy. Now, both parties issued groveling apologies to their partners. Will Ferrell called Kristen a trampire. Donald Trump called her a dog. Rob and Kristen ended their relationship and went their separate ways. And Mish, that's where we left off last episode. We have so much still to cover. Yeah, let's rewind back to 2012. (laughs) 
Alrighty, Mish. So by September 2012, sources were telling Us Weekly that Kristen and Rob had, and I quote, a dramatic makeup, were working things out and had moved back in together. Just a quick timeline check as well. That's about three or so months after these photos had come out. Yeah, pretty quick, dare I say, to move on from such a colossal scandal three months later to be living together again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it seemed like these reports were absolutely true because in mid-October, Rob and Kristen were photographed together for the first time since the scandal broke. They were chatting outside an LA bar. As part of the press tour for Breaking Dawn 2 as well, their final Twilight movie, Kristen was asked whether they were back together to which she replied, I'm going to just let people watch whatever little movie they think our lives are. Keep them guessing, I always say. There's that classic Kristen Stewart sass. I don't mind that <laughs> one, though. Whatever little movies they think our lives are. In November, they also posed together on the red carpet for the premiere of Breaking Dawn Part 2. Now, she was in this kind of gold sheer corset dress. He was in an emerald green suit. They certainly posed arm in arm and looked quite the couple. Yeah, by April the next year, so we're jumping forward about six months, April 2013, they went to Coachella together again. That same month, it was Kristen's birthday. She was turning 23. And according to reports from the Daily Star, Rob spent four $40,000 on a Bentley Crew fountain pen as her gift. Apparently, there are only 40 versions of this pen in the world <laughs> and Kristen collects pens. But dare I say, even that, even if it's one of 40, 40 grand for a fountain pen is absurd. So I agree with you. There's no doubt about that. It's just that would some people say... No, $40,000 on a pen is ridiculous. I really do need to put that on the record. But some people might say spending thousands of dollars on a bag is ridiculous. And what do you use more, a pen or a bag? A bag. I don't know why I'm playing devil's advocate here. Anyway, people were stoked but also pretty nervous that maybe this was temporary or maybe not real. Glamour magazine even headlined one of their pieces, Relax Everybody, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are back to awkward loving as usual, pointing, of course, to the fact that people were still really invested in this relationship and despite the drama and the scandal at the end of the day probably were still rooting for both of them to be together yeah that article spoke a lot like there was anxiety in the atmosphere that things were rocky and they were going to break up again and that article was kind of saying like all's well guys they're still together all's well only all was not well because fast forward to may 2013 when multiple sources told us weekly that Kristen and rob had broken up this time for good. A source alleged that the couple had argued, and I quote, about the cheating, about how selfish Kristen always is, about how moody she always is. A photo then came out showing a guy who looked like Rob driving away from Kristen's home with a suitcase and other stuff loaded into the back of his car. And they had broken up and that was the end of one of the most iconic couples of our teenage years. Yeah. Oh, now, it's not the end of this story, though, <laughs> at all, because as we know, Kristen and Rob weren't the only ones embroiled in this scandal. As you will, of course, remember, Rupert Sanders was married too. And to recap, his wife, Liberty, had a role in the movie that he actually directed that was starring Kristen, <laughs> Liberty... Oh, unfortunately, was playing Kristen's mum. Such a cruel twist of fate. Now, it turns out that Rupert and Liberty separated after the cheating scandal. We didn't actually hear much from either of them until November 2013. So that's six months after Rob and Kristen split and about 16 months after the photos were published the year before. So Vanity Fair did this huge interview piece with Liberty 
and she spoke very candidly about what went down between her husband and Kristen. It was an amazing piece. We will put the link to this piece in our show notes because I was obsessed with reading this. But basically Vanity Fair described Liberty as someone and who, and I quote, exudes a genuine empathy and serenity, disarming to anyone who has seen her hard-edged look in photographs. On a grey day in September, she's looking like the ultimate hipster Malibu mum, a brown sweater with stars over a white lace dress, hair loose, no makeup and bare feet. She is beautiful but on a human scale, shortish for a model with strong Strong features. I mean, I wonder what side Vanity Fair on with this piece. And I also want to know when every celebrity does a big feature piece, why they always turn up with their hair loose, no makeup, and bare feet. It's like, oh, so relatable. Absolutely. The bare feet something is so interesting. <laughs> How many PR people are out there in LA going, make sure you don't wear shoes for this interview? Make sure you wear a beautiful designer sweater. That looks relatable. That looks relatable, but it is actually really well cut. Yes. And really sort of homey, but the rest of it, let yourself fly. (laughs) Now, Liberty said that she had met Rupert when she was just 18 years old. He is eight years her senior. After dating for seven years, they got married. At the time of their wedding, they were in different places in their lives. Rupert was an aspiring director. But Liberty was really thriving in her career. At that point in time, she was starring in ads for Burberry, Dior and Chanel and was, to be blunt, the more famous one. She told Vanity Fair, we used to joke and call Rupert the hand because he was always chopped off in all the pictures we did together. Not entirely sure if this is relevant, but they were an incredibly good-looking couple together. Oh, yes. I know Rupert sounds like a semi-older name, perhaps. Mm. Like, I know he is he is older than Christian Stewart and older than Liberty, but you see a photo of him. And he looks he's, young. He's quite a fox, dare I say. Liberty is also a fox. They're just an amazingly good-looking couple. Anyway, they moved together to Los Angeles so that he could try and become a director of feature films. It was always sort of the end goal for Rupert Sanders. Liberty was pregnant with their first child child at the time and agreed to move with him even though LA wasn't really the fashion center because she said I really felt like I wanted him to have his time to shine so it was very much like well she'd done her huge modeling thing had had a huge amount of time in the sun and now it was Rupert's turn to shine. Yeah so Liberty did some acting here and there and then finally in September 2010 Rupert was offered his big break it was a chance to direct his first Hollywood blockbuster a 170 million dollar fantasy epic called Snow White and the Huntsman. Vanity Fair said that when the scandal broke, Liberty had actually passed the prime of her modelling career and her focus had turned to raising her children. I think quite a pointed line there, isn't it? Yeah, well, she was sacrificing a lot so that he could excel. She had had her time in the sun and was kind of looking at her partner and going, okay, you can sit in the driver's seat now. I'm going to be at home caring for our kids so that you can go out and make your movies and live your dream. Yes, live your dream kissing 22-year-old movie stars. <laughs> Liberty said she had no inkling of her husband's attraction towards Kristen Stewart. I mean, they were all on the same set together. Yeah. She remembered how excited they were before the film's release in June 2012. She said, it was all we'd come here for and we had done it. We were driving around town and seeing these billboards of this movie. We were so excited, like, wow, how did we do that? I was so proud of him, what he'd done, what we'd done. We were a team and... And the movie was made out of love. Mm. That is a super, super interesting quote for me because 
clearly the attitude for both of them was like, we are in this together and we are doing this together and we are reaching your dreams together. We're a team. Yes. However, how much of a team can you be when he's doing this it behind your back? It just makes it sad. It's annoying. I'm annoyed. So then the next month in July, Rupert came clean to his wife about his affair with Kristen Stewart. Only he only came clean, Zara, 20 hours before pap photos appeared in Us Weekly and went viral. So... <laughs> I mean, we don't know for sure. One version of events in my mind is that Rupert came clean to his wife because a PR person had contacted him and said, heads up, this is coming out. You have no choice. The world is going to know. Better give your wife a heads up. I have no doubt that's exactly what happened. I just, I still want to know why Us Weekly sat on these photos for seven days is all. Well, they, I mean, I knew they were probably trying, well, yeah, the pap would have been trying to sell it around, right? Like probably a bidding war between publications. The timeline is just so interesting to me because as you said, Rob and Kristen were together at the Teen Choice Awards (laughs) in the middle of this week. So Were these photos being shopped around and they hadn't heard? Did they know about the photos before they came out? Like, when did everything happen? Did Kristen even find out when she was at the Teen Choice Awards that these photos existed? Like, the timeline's running very close together. She might have found out the day after the Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, maybe my gut as we're sitting here says that the pap had sold them to Us Weekly quite quickly. I can't imagine the publication would let them be shopped around too much. Like I honestly think you just jump on them as soon as you possibly could. And they sat on them knowing that these two are going to the Teen Choice Awards together. This story would have a little bit more impact if everybody knew for sure that they were still together. You're very smart. It's capitalising off that kind of notoriety and that publicity from the Teen Choice Awards. I would also love to know how much money that pap made from these pictures because we've talked about figures for pap shots in scandal series before particularly our jen brad and Ange scandal series this figure would have been meteoric astronomical but back to liberty anyway she said she was completely blindsided she said it was completely out of character for rupert the magazine also wrote this It was a perfect storm of humiliation. The particular choice of someone so young and famous as Mistress, whose demeanour almost defiantly announces, yeah, I'm bad news. You can't deny that they're onto something there. Like, it is true. Kristen has that temperament and that personality in the public eye anyway of not giving a fuck. Yes. And that isn't ideal when that's the woman who's been kissing your husband. No, I agree with you. I think you can't quite deny it either when some of the quotes we've got on the record from Kristen is very much like, it's like that sass that we've spoken about, yeah. which I, I really don't mind. I quite like her sort of, her grit and her almost bluntness. Yeah. And her refusal to kind of give the world what they want. Yeah. But yes, it did mean when stories like this broke, people would brand her quote unquote bad news. Yeah. According to the article, the minute the story broke, Liberty's brother, who is an Oscar award-winning composer called Atticus Ross, jumped into action for his sister. He organised for a PR person experienced in handling crises like this to manage his sister. He arranged a house for her to stay up at the coast, away from photographers who would try to feed off the story. I love a hero brother who sweeps in at a time like this. Especially an Oscar-winning composer by the name of Atticus (laughs) Ross. Atticus, what a good inclusion to the story. It's just like the perfect name for the character he's playing. Luberty said, I just visualised being this sort of warrior. I was going to stand very still and very strong and just let it all roll past me. I tried to keep as far away from it as I could and to understand that this is my family and it is the most precious thing to me. Her mother actually came to stay with her, but Liberty said the whole time and the whole period was, and I quote, horrible. It was really the worst, 
really the worst. Yeah, she went on, I have no words to describe what we went through. But I think for me, something always has to completely die for there to be a rebirth. And for me, I feel like I am going through a rebirth. Good on her. Rufit did want her back for a long time. But after a while, Liberty said she realised the marriage was over. She said, I am not a quitter. I had done everything I could to be the perfect wife and mother and really support my husband. But I just didn't have any more to give, you know? We do know, Liberty. I feel you. I mean, not personally, (laughs) but like that seems to be true. Yeah. Liberty also told Vanity Fair that in hindsight, something was off about her marriage. She said, I knew that I wasn't feeling 100% right. I found myself on a roller coaster. Like, I'm going to keep things moving, keep things going. I'm going to keep up this amazing facade, everyone looking at me and Rupert thinking, oh God, you guys have it all. Really, I had times when I felt very lonely, very disconnected from Rupert. We had lost our real connection. Very candid interview. She did say that by the time she'd given this interview, she had forgiven Rupert. She said, we were together for 16 years and that in itself is really beautiful and we have created two exceptional lives together. Yeah, Liberty's brother Atticus, our favourite character in the story, on the other hand, told Vanity Fair that he was furious with Rupert. As everyone is, he said, and I know Rupert is with himself. I'm sure he feels like he made the worst mistake of his life. Boom. We are going to hear more about how Rupert responded to this scandal after a word from our sponsor. All right, Zara, we're back from the break and it's time to talk about how old maid Rupee, can I call him Rupee? Uh, You can, it doesn't sound great though. (laughs) How he responded to this scandal. Yeah, so Liberty and Rupert finalised their divorce in 2014 and as you said, Liberty hasn't been the only one who has spoken since about the affair. Like actually over the last decade, all of Rupert, Kristen and Rob have opened up about what's happened. Lucky for us. Let's start with (laughs) Rupert though. Yeah, very lucky for us. He was actually dropped as a director of the second instalment of the Snow White and the Huntsman franchise in August 2012, one month after the cheating scandal made headlines. Yeah, in 2017, Rupert was actually doing press for his controversial film Ghost in the Shell. Now, you might remember that film because it was a Japanese cyberpunk action film that copped a heap of criticism at the time for casting Scarlett Johansson, a white woman, in a role that many argued should have gone to a Japanese actor. Now, during press for that film, Metro UK asked Rupert about his other scandal, The Affair. Talking about his affair with Kristen Stewart, he told the publication, you never know what's coming in my life. Around every corner, there's something unexpected and that's life. You just have to brush yourself off and continue moving forward the best you can. Everyone makes mistakes. I am bound to make more mistakes and I wouldn't expect my life to be exciting if I didn't. An interesting perspective on a scandal that ruined your relationship with your wife. I love the line, you never know what's coming in my life. I'm like, you do have some control (laughs) over that, Rupert. There is agency here. (laughs) He actually continued calling the affair a momentary lapse from which he couldn't continue to be punished for in his career. He said if you took people off the table for a momentary lapse, there would be no one making art. I'm not going to completely trash the guy for having an affair. I know lots of people have affairs in life, but... When people describe affairs as momentary lapses, it is totally downplaying what happens. It's not a momentary lapse to text Kristen or her to text him and say, let's catch up, for them to drive to one another's houses, to drive around LA, scope out a spot to make out, 
spend hours making out. Like that is not a momentary lapse. That is a calculated decision and it's a fuck up to say, oh, it's a momentary lapse. It's just a lie. Well, I'm actually not as passionate about him calling it a momentary lapse because in the context of someone's entire life, perhaps it is a momentary lapse, right? But I, I do have more of a problem with like, the blasé nature that he has towards his own affair. It's He's that. shrugging at it. He's yes. shrugging at his own fuck up to be like, well, uh, I don't know. Who knows what's coming next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when clearly a lot of people were hurt by this. Vanity Fair actually very cheekily suggested that Rupert had underlying reasons for rehashing what had happened during this time, writing that, and I quote, even a discussion of one of the biggest celebrity scandals of the 2010s couldn't drum up interest for his latest film. I love that Vanity Fair has like gone so far to say, we're just on Liberty's side. Yeah, we, like, we have no interest in being impartial. <laughs> we are Team Liberty. <laughs> for sure. The scandal also affected Kristen Stewart's career, Mish. Yeah, you're right. She was also not invited back to do the Huntsman Winters War. Originally, she claimed that she wasn't fired from the movie. Instead, she suggested or flat out said that she hadn't done the film because she didn't like the script. This is what she told Variety in 2016. I read a few scripts. None of them were good. None of them were green lightable. And I had a meeting with Universal about the places where the story could go. Maybe Chris Hemsworth was more into it. I actually don't fucking know. Yeah, and of course, as we know, Chris Hemsworth was in the first film with her. That is why he's mentioned in that quote. Kristen did insist that she wasn't fired over her scandal. She said it wasn't a situation where I got kicked off a movie because I got in trouble. We'd been in talks for months after the scandal about making something work and it never came together. Kristen also told Variety that she found out the prequel had been greenlit via a press release. She said this, I was like, okay, cool. We hadn't spoken in a long time, but I didn't know we had broken up. She added that Universal later reached out and asked if she would make a cameo as Snow White, but she declined. She said, so now I'm like, thank God. Now, many at the time saw this as a bit of a pointed remark about the second film not matching the first film's success. When you look at the figures in the box office, the second film only made a little over half of what the first film did. But what I find most interesting about this story is years later, while talking on the Howard Stern show, Kristen said her actual experience of the scandal fallout was much muddier than she had first led people to believe. She claimed, actually, that she wasn't invited to do the second movie because of the affair. She told Howard Stern, we lived in a different time then. You know what I mean? I feel like the slut shaming that went down was so absurd and they should have put me in that movie. It would have been better not to be a dick, but she went on to say (laughs) they didn't put me in that movie because I went through such a highly publicized scandal. And so they were scared of touching that. Very interesting. She went on and told Howard Stern, that was a really hard period of my life. I was really young. I didn't really know how to deal with that. I made some mistakes and honestly, it's no one's business and people get over shit like that. You know what I mean? It's really not a big deal. Basically, what I'm saying is my work was ignored in a really sort of frivolous, silly, petty way for a group of adult people who are supposed to be running studios and making films. Honestly, the film industry in Hollywood is so fear-based. Yeah, it sounds to me like her work really was affected and clearly what we're learning and what we have learned about Kristen Stewart in the last three episodes is the work is very important to her. Mm. She likes the art and to be more famous now for some scandals rather than the jobs that she was doing would be quite confronting. I found another quote very, very interesting. This is what she said on Howard Stern about her relationship with Robert Pattinson. There was immediate chemistry between the two of you. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was it's pretty weird. Obvious. It's so weird. Like, t- like actually being honest about this is like, it's been so heavily consumed and it's like, I have this fear that people would assume that maybe I'm like, you know, it's kind of attention. Like, Oh, cool. You're still like pushing that narrative or whatever. It's like, no, I've actually never been allowed to just say what happened right? because I was so self-conscious about seeing like, an attention seek like somebody who was like taking, trying to or taking advantage yeah of, exactly of the fact that you guys were dating and yeah. stuff people i mean I, I we were together for years that was like my first you know I, love yeah i mean like i i was super in love with my high school boyfriend super super fucking in love with him but me and rob were like a little older and it was just like go gong um but he's a charming guy i yeah, mean he's, i, he's I met he's he's really he's the best Yes, super interesting. She also talked to Howard Stern about how the scandal had impacted that relationship with Rob. She said that when it came to them trying to get back together and it not working out, that we went through a thing and it fucking sucked, but we really wanted to be together. Probably most fascinatingly, Michelle, Kristen actually denied claims that she had ever had sex with Rupert Sanders. She said, I did not fuck him. This is like the most candid interview. No, I did not fuck him. Asked why she didn't and I quote, shout that from the mountaintops at the time, Kristen replied, well, who is going to believe me? It doesn't even matter. It looked like, you know, you make out with a dude in public. It definitely looks like you did. Isn't it crazy to think this entire scandal is potentially built off one makeout session one time? Like, it's so true. At the time that this happened in 2012, everyone assumed that this was an ongoing extramarital affair that was pretty sexually hypercharged based on the photos to be blunt yes but it turns out I don't know she didn't outright say that was a one-off thing that we kissed it's hard in my mind to think that they had multiple makeout sessions because where do those normally lead when you're both fully grown adults yeah I totally agree with you this really took me by surprise I'm not Mm. gonna lie and people might be thinking here okay well what if she's lying? Like she might not be telling the truth. I don't know why I should lie about this now. She's too blunt to be lying, I think. And like, it's a possibility. I just think it's unlikely given what we know of Kristen Stewart. What, why would you bother? Like why would you bother bringing it up out of nowhere if it wasn't the truth? Like I actually do believe her that perhaps they did just kiss and I totally agree with you. There is every chance that this might have been their first ever makeout rendezvous. Yes, which in that case is incredibly unlucky for the both of them. (laughs) Truly, not to excuse what they're doing, but for it to be the only time, there is no way that people are going to think that it's anything less than what was shown. Well, as we said in episode two, why do it in a fucking public park? Because like, they couldn't go to each other's houses because they both <laughs> lived with their partners. So what is the what is the other option? A hotel. Yeah, true. <laughs> but maybe they were too recognisable. I don't know. I'm sure plenty of other celebrities find ways to have extramarital affairs. I know. I know. It's not impossible. <laughs> I love that we're treating this like it's such an, an impossible situation for them. They had to do it in public. Well, I don't know. I didn't think it was the silliest <laughs> thing in the world, but maybe it was. Now, Rob was also, by all public accounts, the last man that Kristen Stewart ever dated. In 2014, she started dating her assistant, a woman named Alicia Cargyle. She also then went on to date French musician Soko, model Stella Maxwell, and briefly, singer St. Vincent. Yeah, in 2017, while hosting SNL, Kristen also publicly came out. 
she referenced those weird tweets that Donald Trump had written about her and addressing Trump said, if you didn't like me then, then you're really not going to like me now because I'm hosting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. (laughs) She's also since spoken about the pressure that she felt in regards to dating women after her breakup from Rob. She told InStyle magazine, the first time I ever dated a girl, I was immediately being asked if I was a lesbian. It's like, God, I'm 21 years old. I felt ashamed of being openly gay, but because I didn't like giving myself to the public in a way it felt like thievery. I just want to point out that age that Kristen's given in that quote, I think is her misspeaking. We have it on record that she was dating Rob Pattinson when she was 21. She started dating women publicly when she was 23. I think that's simply a case of her getting the timeline muddled. Yeah, that's the only way I can make sense of it too. In August 2019, Kristen started dating screenwriter and actress Dylan Meyer. The two actually first met on a movie set several years ago and lost contact until Dylan showed up at a mutual friend's birthday party. Kristen also talked about their relationship in an interview with Howard Stern. She said, the day that I met her, it was like all bets were off. I was like, where have you been and how have I not Mm. known you? She's been living in LA alongside my life somehow, but not ever converging. Kristen added that she actually told Dylan she was in love with her just two weeks into dating. She said, the first time I told her I loved her, it was really late and we were in some shitty bar and her friends were there or whatever. And they walked out and I was just like, oh man, I'm so fucking in love with you. Done. It's really sweet. I love that. I'm all for a quick confession of I love you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so am I. Kristen also confirmed in November 2021 that the two of them had actually gotten engaged. Kristen had previously talked about how she planned to propose to Dylan, but told Howard Stern that Dylan had actually been the one to ask her. We're marrying. We're totally going to do it. It was really cute. She did very well. We're marrying. It's happening. Yeah. So that's Kristen. She's in a really good place, which we love. Let's talk about Rob. What did Rob do after the fallout from the affair? Well, two years after the scandal broke in 2014, Rob spoke out about what had happened. He told Esquire, shit happens, you know, it's just young people, it's normal. And honestly, who gives a shit? (laughs) He also said the hardest part was talking about it afterwards. Because when you talk about other people, it affects them in ways you can't predict. It's very true. I mean, trying to not just go through this behind the scenes, but trying to navigate it in front of the eyes of the world is incredibly difficult. He went on to date singer FKA Twigs for three years and the two even got engaged, but they reportedly sadly broke up in 2017. Rob later touched on how Twilight has made it hard for him to be in relationships because the amount of scrutiny and sometimes abuse that has come from his fans. He told GQ, I mean, basically, for whatever reason with Twilight, I don't know whether it is a specific thing with that audience, but there's like a crack group of crazies that think every single decision you're making is creating some kind of conspiracy. To protect the relationship, you kind of think, I want to create a boundary between it. But then that makes it difficult for your actual relationship. As always, these quotes are a little bit cryptic. Is he essentially saying, I am really struggling no matter what I do in the public eye, I'm going to get it wrong. So I hide my relationships, but then that fosters some kind of tension. Feels to me maybe like he is like, I put a wall up. Mm, because I'm guarded. I'm guarded. 
oh, I don't know, I'm trying to be private, but then it ends up me being guarded and me putting a wall up and the relationship suffers for it. I mean, it would be incredibly hard. Mm. In 2018, he actually started dating British model and actress Suki Waterhouse. They have understandably tried to keep their relationship out of the public eye and they are still together at the time of recording. Yeah, that brings us to what Rob has done in his career since the Twilight franchise. We couldn't tackle an episode about Rob Pattinson without talking about perhaps... Our favourite and least favourite somehow celebrity interview of all time. He sat down with GQ in 2020 during a COVID lockdown and what he said ended up being nothing short of iconic. People will be remembering as we're talking. (laughs) Rob talked about trying to rebel against his pretty boy leading madness, what a curse, and opt for indie (laughs) films, though he did say that he thought the Twilight movies were, and I quote, in a lot of ways more like sort of existential art house movies than the things that were intended. Intentionally that. What do you mean, Rob? After Twilight, he took on a number of indie films, as we know, like Cosmopolis and Good Time. He said that in Hollywood, you get categorised quite quickly just by the way you look. And so if you're kind of a tall, floppy head English guy, went to a private school and you start acting, well, you're in period dramas. But I don't like period dramas. <laughs> and so you fight against that. He said, I basically always wanted the roles which called for skinny guys with black hair. Does he want us to feel sorry for him? <laughs> he would have been great in Britain. <laughs> and I good- love period dramas. Fuck off, Rob. <laughs> yeah. So at the start of 2019, Rob said he kind of had no job and no career. His agent apparently told him that he wasn't on the list of famous actors considered for any of the top movie parts because, and I quote, everybody thinks he didn't want to do this stuff, which is accurate. I mean, everything he's telling the media is, I don't want to do this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. He said the problem which I was finding was however much I loved the movies I was doing no one sees them and so it's kind of this frightening thing because I don't know how viable this is for a career I don't know how many people there actually are in an industry who are willing to back you without any commercial viability whatsoever the penny finally dropped for Rob oh fuck (laughs) yeah so luckily for him all was not lost he soon got cast in the Christopher Nolan epic Tenet and then he was cast in The Batman obviously as the protagonist. There's a million chances for the Rob Pattinsons of the world. It really is. At one point he tried to describe Tenet but said that he actually hadn't seen the film and he couldn't describe the plot to the GQ journal. That journalist rang up Christopher Nolan to ask if Rob was fucking around with him to which Nolan replied the interesting thing with Rob is he's slightly fucking with you But he's also being disarmingly honest. Yeah, how confusing. He also said he would make a point of saying the wildest thing he could during interviews. He said, I liked saying sort of provocative things because I thought it was funny. I get very, very uncomfortable about doing sort of earnest things. (laughs) Which brings us to our favourite part of this chat. The strangest part of that GQ piece was when Rob cooked for the journalist over FaceTime. Here's a passage from the article. I wish I could tell you whether what I'm about to describe here is a bit or a piece of a performance art or is in fact sincere. Even now, I don't totally know. I think parts of it are real and parts of it can't be real. So the journalist goes on to describe that Rob wanted to make a food chain that made his dream possible of eating pasta from your hand. 
<laughs> or hold it in your hand, all in the way you hold a slice of pizza in your hand. Yeah, I'm letting you take the reins to describe this one because I have no idea how this even worked. He said he even designed a prototype that used a panini press and set up a meeting with a restaurant mogul to tell him his business plan. So Rob goes about cooking this pasta creation, which, by the way, he called Piccolini Cuscino, which means little pillow, on FaceTime for this journo, hoping that, and I quote, if I say it in GQ, maybe like a partner will just come along. So the journalist describes in detail that Rob kind of puts on latex gloves and makes his pasta dish in real time. At one point, the journalist tells him that Rob looks like he's cooking meth, to which he replies, I'm really trying to sell this company. I'm doing this for my brand. At that point, he puts a dish wrapped in aluminium foil in a microwave and it explodes because as we know... L-foil doesn't go in a microwave. Yes, which I actually didn't know until about a year ago. (laughs) And that basically was the interview. It was bizarre. And as a subsequent GQ article on Rob observed, Pattinson seems to have long been good at being at least two things at once. An authentic singular somebody to his core, but also someone very good at pretending to be someone else. I actually think that's bang on because it's like at every point, Rob Pattinson is pretending to be like this very authentic, honest, edgy kind of person. But at the other point is also kind of fucking with everybody all the time. So nobody really knows who he is. Out of everyone we have researched across all of the scandal series we have done, I am the most confused about who Rob Pattinson actually is. Yeah, imagine if he's just like this completely normal guy. (laughs) Like behind closed doors. Yeah. I just don't see that being the case. (laughs) It could be. And so that takes us to now, a decade after the cheating scandal broke, most of those involved have actually come out Okay, and I guess that's what, time heals all wounds, etc. Yeah, Rob's movie, The Batman, of course, came out in early 2022 to pretty decent reviews. The New Yorker did say, eh, it's fine in their <laughs> review, but I think generally most people who saw that liked it. Yeah, and it's a pretty big role. Like, there's no doubt about that. Kristen was nominated for an Oscar this year for her performance as Princess Diana in Spencer and is set to marry Dylan. So her career is really doing well at the moment. Yeah, it's so lovely. Now, as for Liberty, she has said that she and Rupert are on good terms with each other and are neighbours in Los Angeles. And then, Zara, that brings us to Rupert. His career is probably the career that was hit hardest by the scandal. Aside from Ghost in the Shell and an episode of an Apple TV show called Foundation, he hasn't directed much since his Snow White days. He is working on a remake of a horror film called The Crow, which is about a man who is brought back to life by a crow after he and his fiance <laughs> are murdered. <laughs> Career is going great guns. I'll be running to the cinema to see that one. <laughs> By a crow. If it's being remade, though, it can't be that terrible. You're right. You know what? <laughs> Happy to be proven wrong. What a way to end this three-part series on Kristen and Rob and the scandal that seized the 2010s. This has been a delight to do. What a fascinating, fascinating story. It absolutely has. I feel very lucky that this is our job. I've had a hoot and a half talking about this with you. Thanks. Right back at you. As always, thank you to our researcher, Justine Landers-Hanley, who researches these alongside us. Guys, if you want to support the show, click follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to the show, it helps people find us in the charts. And of course, our final throwback nostalgia gallery will be on our Instagram at Shameless Podcast. Follow us there. See you on Thursday. Bye.
Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.